Hello, everybody, and welcome to Gambling and Rambling. This is week 11 of the NFL season. We're going to go into a full breakdown of the DFS main slate, cover all the games, give you uh, go game by game and give you now our best plays from, from each game. And again, I don't have my laptop, so I have, I'm just recording this on my phone. I have no access to the salary, so I'm just definitely going to be relying on uh, – some help here, but we'll hand it off to Alex to kind of host host it here. All right. Yeah, kicking off the first game here on the main slate, we got Houston going into Tennessee. Corey, what do you like from this matchup? This is an interesting matchup. We talked about it on yesterday's episode of how we don't think the Titans, well, at least in my opinion, won't cover the 10 and a half or at least the 10 uh, point spread. Um, I can't remember what the over-under on this game was. I think it was around like 46, something like that. Uh, so Vegas, I mean, it's not the lowest total. It's not the highest highest total by any means either. Uh, but there's some pretty good plays here. Uh, Tennessee's secondary, their defense in general has been playing a little bit better these past couple of weeks. Uh, but they still have the same players out there. And, you know, earlier in the year, they were getting torched um, in the secondary. So with that being said... Um, on the Houston side, um, I like two plays, and one is going to be Brandon Cooks at 6K. Um, and then the other one, surprisingly, even after one game, Tyrod Taylor still at the 5,000 range, which is very odd, especially for DraftKings. Usually after they start one game, they're at least, you know, put up to at least 5, 5.5K. So I'm surprised they didn't move him there. I know he had a stinker of a game, but like we said earlier in the year, he was keeping games close and he's putting on pretty good stat numbers. Um, so I like those two plays on the Houston side of the ball. Nick, you got any, any plays on Tennessee here? Man, I'm scrolling. <clears throat> There's not too many I like. Um, did we see anyone really break out last week on Tennessee playing that wide receiver two spot? Like, Marcus do you Jones. think we could go back to that well? Yeah, I Marcus mean, Johnson. Marcus Johnson had three points. Marcus Johnson. That's what I was looking for. I, I can't even find him. 3,500. Uh, yeah, he's really cheap. Yeah. I think he's 3,500. I mean, I think that's a good play for 3,500. I mean, if he's going to be wide receiver two for that cheap, I think, you you know, that's a great play if you need a, a cheap option. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Brandon Cooks is always good for 6K. You know, he'll get you over 10 points. I don't know if uh, – He's going to break out for 30 points this game, but we'll see. PB? Uh, I, I really like Corey's plays right off the bat. I, I like Brandon Cooks a ton this week. They've The Titans' defense has kind of taken the lead for being the worst, uh, well, yeah, defense against the receiver position. It, I mean, we saw, what, Trevor Simeon throw for almost 300 just every week. Uh, used to be Washington. Now it's, it's been the Titans. And I know it's crazy that they've still been able to win games even with that. But, yeah, I think Brandon Cooks, who already has one of the largest target shares in the league, uh, coming, out, yeah, coming out of the bye, I, I really like Brandon Cooks. And Tyrod Taylor is – when I went through the player pool for quarterbacks, he was one of, like, the only cheap options that I like this week. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm kind of going to stick to probably some of the more expensive quarterbacks this week, but Tyrod Taylor is going to be in my player pool. Don't really like anyone on the Titans side, which is wild to say because they are facing the Texans. But 
I mean, it's hard not to like have a little interest in with AJ Brown. It's just, you know, AJ Brown seemed like he was a better play when Julio's there and Derrick Henry's there because teams are a little more focused on some, some of the other players and it opens up a lot for him. But now like you, the Texans game plan, it should all just be completely shut down AJ Brown. I mean, the saints did that last week. AJ Brown had one catch for like 16 yards. I think the Texans game plan, you know, coming out of the bye is just all they have to do because, you know, it's Adrian Peterson and Dante Foreman. I guess Foreman's cheap, cheap. I think I, I think McNichols is going to be out this week with a concussion. And so I think Foreman is probably like a better no. option than AP has more upside at least. He's at 49. So, so he's only a hundred dollars more than AP. Yeah. And he's going to get, he's probably going to take that pass catch and roll on from, from McNichols. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to pick a Titans guy, but if I'm playing Tyrod and cooks, I feel like I want to have at least one of them for a game stack. So if I had to pick, honestly, I don't mind that Marcus Johnson call because kind of what happened with the saints focus on AJ Brown and it opens up some stuff for him. Yeah. AJ Brown being 7,700, you'd think it's more of a for sure lock, but the thing I don't like about him is he put up two 30 point games in a row. And then the past two weeks, he hasn't broken 10. I know he played the Rams and then the saints. So he's, he's had some, you know, really good cornerback in Jalen Ramsey. And you saw him not produce very much last week against a decent quarterback in uh, Marshawn Lattimore, but you know, I I feel like Marcus Johnson's just a better play here. If you have to pick a Tennessee receiver, especially for the price. I, yeah. I think people are just able to focus so much on Brown now. Yeah. Yeah. I like a lot. It's of, only playmaker. A lot, a lot of other receivers around him. Price tag there, all the way up at 8K. Um, I know. Yeah. He's staying away from him. Uh, like the Marcus Johnson play, if you need like a punt at the end of the lineup, 3.5K is not, not bad for a number two receiver on a decent offense. So, so my only issue with, uh, I would say, like, you know, red flag is that for the Tennessee receivers, besides A.J. Brown, so you got Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson, and Westbrook Nikini. They're all within, you know, 35, 35, 33. I just get worried, you know, Marcus Johnson, he was on the Colts for the last three years. He was like their practice squad, deep ball threat player. He never got in, never got a chance to play. Um, I liked him when he was with the Colts. Um, so it looks like he's kind of emerging as that, you know, that deep ball type of player. Um, but there's just a lot of moving parts there and it could be, you never know, it could be a Chester Rogers week. Uh, so I just would, you know, throw caution in the wind there. Just, just be careful. And then for Houston, Houston, it's Brandon cooks. And then it drops off to Chris Conley, Nico Collins and Danny Amendola. Yeah. Um, so I, I know it's, I, they're all very gross plays, but if you're expecting the Titans, this game script, the Titans winning this game or, or leading at least, you know, there's going to be to be multiple pass catchers on the field for um, the Houston Texans. So I, I'm not saying don't plenty of them, but just take a look. I mean, Damian, Damian Dola last game had seven targets. And before that, he had five and five. So he I, just I, has I, you. The I, reason why Marcus Johnson's a tournament play is because he, like you said, he can catch along with Amendola yeah. does, does not have upside. You can't. I mean, you he doesn't have any upside. There's no ceiling. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I, I'm not saying in tournament games. I'm just saying it's just a look at. So, but okay, I think we've probably spent yeah too yeah, much time on this game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, 
Corey, why don't you take this one away? We got Indy heading into Buffalo. Um, what do you like here? Um, I mean, the, obviously the easiest thing to say is any Buffalo Bills receivers at this point. Um, but oh. I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a just stay with me here for just a second. Um, okay, so th- if the Colts have any chance to make the playoffs, they have to you know they gotta win games. So this is probably the hardest game left on their schedule that they play. Um, with that being said, at his price tag, it's I mean it's he's gonna be overlooked a lot and he's not gonna be touched a lot and it's a flyer. I'm going to play him in a couple tournaments just because of the fact that he is our best player. And Jonathan Taylor at 8,300, this is a tournament play only. He's going to be sub 5% owned easily because of the matchup. But as we've seen, he keeps producing. He keeps getting 100 yards, at least a touchdown in the last like six or seven games. So I'm, I'm not saying like you throw him in your cash lineup and lock him into everything. I'm saying as a dart throw, you know, large field tournament where you have to be different. There's 200,000 players playing. A lot of people are going to pass on Jonathan Taylor and move down the line. So that's all I'm saying. I like him just of the player and his, you know, his quality of play. At I, don't hate that. I, don't, I don't hate where your head's at either. Um, I think you, you see a lot in the NFL. If you're facing a juggernaut of an offense, you run the ball and you try and, you know, bleed the clock out as much yeah. as you can limit their possession, the number of possessions they have. So I think the Colts stick to Colts football and they stay on brand with Jonathan Taylor and the run game. But uh, what do you think about Naheem? What do you think about him, Corey? So the only way Naheem Himes becomes relevant is if the game script is in the hands of the Buffalo Bills and Colts are playing from behind. Um, He is the main passing back there and he does his change of pace. Uh, But at 4,300, that's just, it's, it's too much of a risk to spend that on a pass catcher who you know he might get five targets like four catches and like 40 like limited ceiling it's just he it just i i just don't trust it if i was going to play the colts and i'm just the game script you played in your head you make a story up you go with it colts try to lead the clock like we've talked about jonathan taylor gets you know 18 plus carries and you know 100 yards and touchdown could help and it could be in a tournament play that's that's that wouldn't even be enough though in a tournament yeah, and I think for that price too, you got to go with T Y T Y. Oh no, Nick! Don't even, don't even. <laughs> they might need some deep balls. They they they're gonna need some magic to happen if they're gonna take down the Bills. They they need but that, that whole veteran. Magic's not gonna happen. Tape up, tape up that hamstring, T Y, and like get out there and make some plays like you used to. That being said, I, I don't want to talk anymore about Colts players. I think it's pretty risky against that defense. But uh, this guy, this game has Manny Sanders written all over it to me. Almost as obvious as uh, PB's receding hairline in that hat. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, my God. No, I, I like it's in the back of the, of the head. It's not here. It's all good right here. Don't worry. I'll I know. Well, we're just playing. I got to get out. you back for the whole Saints thing yesterday. <laughs> um, but I, I think you could play any of these uh, Bills receivers and have a nice day. So, dude, Cole well, at, least you... at 4,800 just seems like who? who? Cole Beasley is at 4,800. Yeah, no, no I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with Nick on the secondary. I think on the Colt side, 
you you do not play a single Colts receiver. If you do play someone, I guess fine. Jonathan Taylor. That's if if the Colts somehow beat the Bills, it would be in the run game. That's I guess the weakest point of like how you'd attack the Bills, I guess. But on the on the Bills side, Stephon Diggs, incredible play. I'm gonna have a bunch of him. Josh Allen, one of the best quarterback plays on the slate. I'm gonna have a bunch of him. And then Emmanuel Sanders is going to be le- the leverage bill play. So I- I- I'm going to come in overweight on Emmanuel Sanders this week. He just hasn't really put up some big games recently, um, but he gets, he gets looks in, in the red zone and, and that's some of the most valuable looks you can get, especially in fantasy. So yeah, I- I'm going to have a lot of Josh Allen s- stacks here with those two players. We got any uh, any love for Gabriel Davis if Cole Beasley doesn't play three point nine? A little, yeah, a little bit. If Beasley's out, I'd have a little interest in him. Yeah, that was the kind of the only other name here. Maybe Dawson Knox at four K. Could see. Yeah, Cole, he was a Cole, top dude, top five Cole, tight end before he got hurt. Tight end. Yeah, the I don't Colts know. Do get beat by that position. Yeah, yeah. They don't play any Bills running backs. Don't yeah, that's yeah. A good do call. Not, don't do not, don't play single Terry. Yes. Big Bobby O is gonna lock that down with Darius Leonard. You don't want to play that split backfield, good run stoppers. No way. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving uh, on. Yeah. Moving on. We got uh New Orleans at Philadelphia. PB, why don't you start us off here? Yeah, so you're not playing a single Eagle. Uh we'll start off with that. Uh there's literally no good Eagles plays at all. And then, uh, like, yeah, even if even if people were considering Devontae Smith, like if he was in the 4K range, you would may, I, I still personally wouldn't play him, but you could at least consider him being in the upper 5K range like he is now going against Lattimore. 6,400. 6,400. He's 6,400? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. DraftKings has him at 6,400, and it also has – the opponent rank on uh, on the Saints is. I don't care what so. DraftKings has on the opponent rank. Look at the matchup. He's going against Marshawn Lattimore. So if okay, so I guess if you were playing an Eagle, you're playing Quez Watkins or Jalen Ragor. Those would be better plays than Devonta Smith, especially if Devonta Smith's going to be high owned this week. I somehow when I look at ownership projections, when I get my laptops fixed and I can bring up those projections, I really hope Devonta Smith comes in higher high owned. There's no – Lattimore's locked down pretty much every receiver he's played this year. Um, so, yeah. And then on the Saints side, I don't I, – I've ne- I haven't liked attacking uh, the Eagles secondary all year. Uh, if Kamara is out again, I will play playing some Ingram again. And then Adam Troutman is going to be my sleeper tight end play this week. So, the Eagles, again, all year long – that's that's the one team as if they're on the slate i play that that tight end against the eagles so last week it was fant and then fant still had like 12 points but albert O caught like a 70 yard catch and the week before that it was the chargers tight ends that all three of them had amazing games it, every week the eagles just get torched by tight ends so and and troutman's been getting like seven six seven or something like three straight games he's six, getting seven, more involved six seven six he's getting more involved and so that is the one so the the mark ingram and troutman are really my only plays from this game nick what are you thinking anything else here 
I mean, I like Devonta Smith. He's put up two 20-plus games here. Can I play um, you in a head-to-head this week, please? I, yeah, as much money that. as you'd like. As much money as you'd like. Let's play it. You have to You have to make sure you get Devonta Smith in there. Sounds good. I don't think there's any, you know, need to go Rocky round two here with the Marshawn Lattimore matchup. No, there but, but. Um, I don't think you could play any of the Saints wide receivers, so I actually don't hate the Troutman play. Um, they – uh, they Dayton either need to get too. like a new I brand mean, of gloves or maybe just like spent some time on the jugs machine. They don't know how to catch. It's, it's like kind of sad. They might be fast, but like they, they're really bad at playing wide receiver. So I guess you would have to play Troutman if you have to play anyone. I honestly don't really like anyone in, uh, besides Devonta Smith in this one. Or anything. To yeah. add I mean, it's just kind of, it's a really bad game for fantasy and there's just, I mean, if you really yeah, this this is, both teams like to run the ball too. This, this is like a classic under spot. I, what's the over under at? It is forty four. Uh, both teams are going to want to. Forty Oh yeah, so it is already pretty low, but yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, running backs for the Eagles. I mean, Miles Sanders is coming back probably, but I mean, he's they're finally figuring out they should probably run the ball, but. I just – it's just not going to match up. So, I, I don't really have anything else to add. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Camaro is limited even if he does play. Uh, it sounds like he's still kind of hurting. Um, so, I think Ingram here, like PB said, is definitely a good play at 5.4K. So, moving on to the Dust Bowl of the week. We've got the Dolphins heading into uh, New York to take on the Jets. Corey, kick it off. What do you got here? Yeah. Is there any interest in Joe Flacco at 4,600 starting this game? I literally, I literally <laughs> put that question out, too. I was like, is anyone done? Zero. It just – <laughs> I mean, we do talk about, you know, finding – I mean, he just he's, – he's past his prime, obviously. He's, he was on the fourth – he was the fourth uh, death, death position on the Jets at quarterback after being traded there. So, I really don't understand that move. Um, uh, I guess – Question is why is Tua was so very, cheap? Why is he so cheap against? Ooh. I know he's still Tua. Tua. Is that oh yeah, he, he is too cheap. I, I'm I'm confused if you know DraftKings still thinks he's kind of banged up. Um, with his finger is still limited. I mean, it's not like he's. I mean, lighting the NFL on fire this year. He has, I mean, twelve hundred yards, seven touchdowns, and five interceptions. I mean, I, I understand he's been banged up. But it's still kind of odd to place a starting quarterback at that role, um, at that price position. And then his main person he throws to, Jalen Waddle, at 5,600 is, again, is so odd because he's been, you know, he's been playing pretty well. It's 10 plus targets a game. Yeah, 12, 10, 6. You know, I mean, he had 29 yards, 83 yards, 61 yards. He hasn't really scored. He's Well, it's because his A dot is – Sometimes it can be so low, like they just get him right on the outside. Like he's catching it on like the line of scrimmage, and yeah. it's everything is yards after the catch. So they also haven't been playing the Jets defense every week. So like at yeah. five point six k with the amount of times he's going to touch the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like those two plays. I I know there's more plays in here. Kind of a dart throw uh, for the Miami wide receiving core. I mean, without Parker Fuller. You get Albert Wilson or Matt Collins at you know thirty one or three thousand. It's just a no. little bit. No, okay. Too much of a reach, my guy. 
Yeah. Last week against Baltimore, Albert Wilson, five yards. There four receptions, 87 yards. I mean, he had a 64-yard long like t- catch. 12 so points. Saying, Not going to do you a tournament. Okay, if that 64-yard touchdown went – or if that 64-yard t- catch went for a touchdown, then he's immediately in the millimaker maker lineup because of how cheap he is. But you have to realize he's – if you're going to play a play like that, play it when you know they're going to be like – getting beat when the Dolphins and not against the Jets who they're supposed to win against where they're actually, you know, where the game script favors them. I I'm, I understand. I'm just, I'm touching all points here. Yeah. yeah I, I want to jump in here with uh, someone. I don't know if we've ever really talked about him, but rookie running back for the Jets, Michael Carter um, coming into the pros. He had compared, you know, his pro comparison was Nick Chubb. He's just a hard nosed runner. He keeps his legs moving. Um, until he's dragged to the ground. And I think he's in a good system, too. We, uh, we got Robert Sala coming off of uh, the San Francisco Shanahan run-heavy offense, and I think he's bringing that into his own playbook here for the Jets. I know, you know, not a sexy pick, but for 5600 bucks, I think you get a really good running back. And given that Joe Flacco is going to play, I think we see a little uptick in volume this week. And, uh, you know, even something to note just on that run game, Ty Johnson, the past four weeks, has put up 10 points. Um, not saying to play him, especially in tournaments, but, uh, you know. And where are you playing him? <laughs> what? You said, I'm not saying playing him, especially in tournaments. Where are you playing him then? Maybe in a double up. I, you know. No. I don't know. What in the world? I don't know. He, he's going to, like, pay. About. He's going to pay for his price, but I think his – ceilings low i'm just i'm just trying to say that there is some production (laughs) there's some fantasy production coming out of the jets backfield is is ultimately the point i'm trying to make here um so i actually like i actually like michael carter here okay so one in our head to head you have to play Devontae smith and you have to play ty johnson uh that you're gonna give a play like that out Michael, you should have just ended with Michael Carter because Michael Carter is a decent play. I was just trying to make a point that there's significant fantasy production consistently out of the Jets' yeah, backfield. Mostly, Again. mostly Michael Carter. He, they've definitely started to use him a lot more. It's, I'm a little hesitant to play him this week because, like, we saw Mike White love to check down to him or like all game long. We just don't really know what Joe Flacco is going to do. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe he does just continue that. He's washed, you know, just got battled of retirement home a couple weeks ago. <laughs> he can come play for the Jets again. I don't know. I don't know what Michael Carter is is, is going to do this week. Um, I think Michael or Miles Gaskin on the other side of the ball is, is just probably a better play because it, it, Ty Johnson at least at least splits with Carter a bit. Gaskin pretty much has the entire backfield. And he has the much, much better matchup against the Jets, who have, like, one of the worst run defenses in the league. So I think Gaskin's a a little sneaky running back play. And, yeah, I don't really have anything else from from this game. Yeah, I got nothing nothing to add here. Waddle, I think, is a great play at 5.6K. And both running backs seem to be – seem to be an option here yeah sorry keep going I I was just going to say I we obviously with Joe Flacco playing we don't know the kind of game script he's going to be playing I mean 
he's going out like he's probably gonna retire this year do you think he just goes out and just like just the ball? yeah nope. just like going out in style i mean no i, Here's the thing I, I don't either i don't either. Thing, I don't think so going out in style is him throwing the ball 60 yards down the field and getting a pass interference call which gets no points for anyone so yeah, maybe yeah. an elijah moore play I, I i was just thinking like jameson crowder i mean he's 4700 he's just a he doesn't he catches – I mean, his entire career has just been a 15-target type of person. I, Like I said, I don't know how Joe Flacco is going to play or the game script he's, they're going to have for him. So, I mean, don't play him, but I was just I was just kind of curious to see yeah. everyone's thoughts were on – Not Joe many Flacco plays play from this that. game. Play max probably one play from this game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, enough on the Dust Bowl here. we got Washington heading into Carolina. Um, I think there's a couple of good plays here. Uh, I mean, CMC under 9K is just chalk. You know, he's definitely back. He's healthy again. We're going to see probably Cam starting. So a uh, decent amount of chemistry there and check downs and, you know, Cam not throwing the ball too far downfield. Um, sleeper play I've got here is on the other side of the ball. If Ricky Seals-Jones doesn't play, John Bates is going to be their tight end one. Um, I think you could see a couple of targets here in the red zone. Uh, we've seen Heineke like to go to his big dogs near the end zone. So, um, what is he at here? Uh, probably 2,500, right? Yeah, 2.5 K. So, I mean, like, I think a fairly decent punt play, um, at the tight end position there, which would allow you to obviously get in some, some higher salary guys at, at better positions. Um, Nick, what are we thinking here? Uh, I think easily and maybe one of my favorite plays on the whole slate this week is going to be $4,600 Robbie Anderson. You kind of mentioned it, Alex. Cam Newton can't throw the ball very far. Robbie Anderson is like the screen pass aficionado. Um, We also saw Cam and Robbie Anderson doing a post-game interview together last week. Uh, The chemistry is there. I think they're ready to roll. They're going for that playoff spot. Uh, they're probably bumping some ludicrous going for that number one spot. Am I right? Uh, give me some Robbie Anderson's double ones. Yeah, I, you know what? This is such a weird game because they don't – DraftKings really doesn't know what to do with Cam Newton. So they're just like, well, I mean, we don't – he's a starting quarterback, so he's got to be 5K. So they put him at 5,100. I mean, again, we don't know – how well Cam Newton's going to know the offense. It's a different offense than when he was there. Um, so it's a little risky play to even attempt to play Cam Newton at 5,100. But DJ Moore is, I think this is the first time he's under 6K almost all the entire year at 5,900. He, he's obviously the number one receiver there. Um, I really, really do like that play um, on that side. And then I, to bring it back on the Washington side, I mean, you can always play you know terry mclaurin he's a little banged up right now and the carolina's defense is probably one of the better ones in the league against receivers so i i just don't see much value you know on the washington side this week uh yeah i i don't really think there's really any i guess your john bates play like if, if he's really like at the bare minimum like a punt tight end play that is honestly probably like cash game viable um, because he's like, you know, you have McLaurin and then the tight end. That's like Heineke's favorite targets. But 
I, I don't like McLaurin going against uh, Carolina. Uh, I, I think McLaurin's a great player, but just really bad matchup. It's kind of like the A.J. Brown situation. Like, teams just know just to shut him down, and that's what they focus on. Carolina does have a pretty solid defense. But on the Carolina side, it's looking like from what I from what I have been looked up a little bit on the slate, it seems like Cam Newton might be like the the cash game quarterback for a lot of people. Five point one K because of his rushing upside. Like, and I, I'm I'm I've we already went into it in the last show how much I think Cam like I don't think he's an upgrade over Darnold or B.J. Walker at all a ton. But when you can get a rushing quarterback at that price, I'm not completely ruling it out. It's Cam's one of those players that's hard to stack him with, too. Like, when he was, like, better in his previous years in DFS, Cam was one of those guys you could play with no pass catchers. And because he rushed for so many touchdowns, you, you know, you could play naked quarterback and you could win a tournament. Um, McCaffrey, though? You might not – okay, what do you guys think McCaffrey splits, like his average PPR points with and without Cam are? Um, I would say with Cam, they are higher than what they were without Cam. Okay. Without Cam, he averaged almost 27 PPR points a game. With Cam, 19 and a half. Oh, wow. Because oh, Cam vultures oh. so much at the goal line. And so I actually don't like McCaffrey as much. I mean, he's still such a, but I mean, again, last game, Cam didn't play really. I mean, he he still vultured some of McCaffrey's touchdowns, but he only played a little bit. Uh, And now playing a full game, like I, and Washington, you more, you attack them more through the air with more in Anderson than you do on the ground. So I don't actually have a whole lot of interest in McCaffrey this week. Uh, I've been on DJ Moore all year, like just waiting for that game. And he had a few at the beginning and same with Robbie Anderson. And it's going to be really hard for me not to have a little bit of them both against this Washington secondary, which I've been targeting all year. So I'll probably have to sprinkle a little of them both, but I don't know if Cam really comes out where he's going to be like crazy owned, like 35% owned or something. And, and like everyone's playing him tournaments. Tyrod Taylor is just my going to be my leverage off of him. Like I think Tyrod could easily mobile quarterback going also against as terrible defense. And he's going to be one of my favorite cheap leverage quarterbacks off cam. So, yeah, I think this is just like, we could see a uh, revenge, revenge, revenge game for Cam Newton scorched earth, (laughs) but you can't do scorched earth when you're just not good anymore. Well, I mean, you could have one one good game in there, but all right. Let's, um, let's... A couple of rushing touchdowns for Cam. That's what it sounds like is happening. Um, moving on, we've, we've got uh, kind of another Dust Bowl here. Detroit at Cleveland. Looks like it's going to be a rainy day there in Ohio. Um, Nick, Brown's buddy, take it away. Oh, it's raining in Cleveland <laughs> from the sky or, or not. Um <laughs> We saw an article come out this morning from uh, Cleveland's very own Mary Kay Cabot, very famous beat reporter. Miles Garrett walked out of practice. Him and Stefanski got into it um, after, um, you know, 
he had some candid feedback for his defensive coordinator, Joe Woods, who I also think is a huge problem. Um, six games, uh, there's been 30 or more points scored against the Browns. Um, so knowing that, play Jared Goff. No, I'm just kidding. Don't ever do that. <laughs> I, I don't, might I don't actually think anyone should play anyone from this game. Um, I'm not going not gonna to set anyone up for success by saying any player. So I'm going to defer punt, which is probably what we're going to see a lot of this week. <laughs> Dude, this is, this is, this is when you play Nick Chubb. This is Nick Chubb is going to go like rush the ball. twenty. If he plays, times. he's going to play. He, he's, he, I think he's playing. Yeah. He's going to clear the uh, COVID-19 protocol. I mean, he's arguably one of the better backs in the NFL. And last time he played was Cincinnati. He had 14 attempts, 137 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he could granted, shoulder this team. If, if he does play, all right, I'll say Nick Chubb if he plays. Yeah. I mean, Nick Chubb is definitely. He's, he's cheap, though, too. He's in the 6K range, isn't he? No, he's 7,800. He's, he's, he's always 7,800. Yeah. He's, he's very expensive. It's the line. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I was going to say, if he's in the 6,000 range, it's really tough not to play I mean, if him. He doesn't, but... If he doesn't play, Darius Johnson, 5,600. So, that's yeah. you play that because Darius Johnson, obviously we saw last week, is a good running back as well um, behind that Cleveland own line. Uh, but I think Chubb is like probably one of my favorite players on the slate when he plays. Um, I mean, the, we talked about the Lions, how bad they are for defense, and they just they are they're bad. Good. So um, you know, I I don't think there's gonna be a lot of points scored in this game. So I I'm just gonna in that case just stick with the running backs who touch the ball more often than any other player on the field. Yeah, I don't even know if Baker's playing. I'm, I'm reading right now. He sat out today with a foot, knee, and a uh, torn labrum, obviously. So, kid's banged up. Like, pieced together. Yeah, he belongs in a hospital right now. He doesn't belong yeah. in a football field. Someone lend that guy some duct tape. He's got to, like, just patch himself <laughs> back into place. It's been a tough one. Yeah, I, it's Chubb for me, Brown's defense. That's, I think, it. Alex? Yeah, I was uh, the only thing I was going to play here was Brown's defense, but after uh, that Miles Garrett report, I'm kind of shying away from them a little bit. It is still the Lions, so, like, they're whoever they're playing, that other defense is always playable. But uh, other than that, yeah, probably staying away from this. Uh, right. game that I do think I will have some plays in though is hang on, hang on, before, hang on before we move on really quick. Uh, the last time um, the Lions did not play a starting quarterback and their backup quarterback came was David Blau, and he played on Thanksgiving of last year. And I'm pretty sure he had like 450 yards passing and three touchdowns. Oh yeah, I do remember that. He yeah. was like the slate breaker on the Thanksgiving. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he's he's 4K. No, but he's but he's I don't even think it's him. It's like Tim Boyle or something. He, that guy's on IR. That guy's on it'd be him. It's David Blau or uh Steven Montez. Who I don't even know. Oh, I thought it was Boyle coming off of IR if he did, but we'll see. Oh, well, yeah, he is. You're right. Never mind. Just Maybe kidding. do play the Browns defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tim Boyle. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh they said that he's their number two quarterback. Although, like, every backup quarterback that has played this year has just, like, absolutely exploded. Look at Mike White. Like, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, I'm so not going to. I'm ruling really nothing out at this point. I think you just fade this game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Yep. Moving on. Uh, we've got 
49ers going into Jacksonville, taking on the Jags. Um, I absolutely love Kittle this week. Um, 6.3K is not enough for a guy who puts up and has been the last two weeks putting up his numbers against the Jaguars. Um, I think there's some other plays here, but that is definitely my my lock at tight end this week. Um, I think some of the other plays here, I'll let you guys tease them out. Uh, PB, why don't you kick it off? Um, I think if Elijah Mitchell's out, Jeff Wilson is a great running back play this week. I think this is another uh, three, you know, there's some weeks where it's like a three wide receiver where you, you know, the flex position, you use it for your receiver. Just like last week where I made sure it was, I had three running backs in every lineup I made. This is going to be another one of those weeks, I think. I think there's too much value on the running back side, too many good running back plays compared to the receiver position. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. And Wilson's one of these running backs. Uh, I think going against the Jaguars, who actually they have have a better run defense than people give them credit for. Uh, But if Jeff Wilson, like we know what the 49ers are trying to do, and it's run the ball. And if Mitchell's out, they obviously hate Sermon, so it's going to be Wilson pretty much uh, being the feature back there. And, and as big of a favorite they are, I I, I think Wilson's just too cheap. Uh, Kittle, great play. I, I seem I think I'm going to be paying up at tight end besides Troutman, and then there's maybe one other cheap tight end that we'll talk about. But I, I kind of like these expensive uh, tight ends this week, and Kittle is definitely one of them. Uh, he's Looked great coming back from from the injury and gets to go against the Jaguars now. Uh, nobody on the Jaguars. I'm interested. I never. <laughs> I don't think I played a Jaguar this year. Uh, no, yeah. James Robinson. No, not against the 49ers. No, no, no. just this year. Anyways, uh, no, uh, I uh, maybe uh, maybe I played a few James Robinson here and there, but he's sneaky good. Not this week, though. Uh, the only person I'm even considering is George Kittle, so I'll third that hype over to Corey. Yeah, um, I was laughed at for my Jamal Agnew play last week, and uh, somebody scored a 68-yard rushing touchdown for the Jags. What I mean, was his final fantasy point? I, like, I think he had like five targets. Points. I think he had 15 points. So he, that's what I'm saying. These players, even with that touchdown, he can't really like win you like – a big tournament with that performance. I mean, you're right. I mean, he could, I, I guess there's, there's some slates where a lower scoring slate or none of the chalk hits. And, and it's, you know, we saw that a few weeks ago where like the Millie maker won with like 180 or 190 points. So those slates, yeah, I guess you can get away with a low owned Agnew scoring 15, but. Yeah. I mean, DraftKings, DraftKings might see what I see. They priced him up again to 4,700. Yeah. Just don't. <laughs> no, uh, but for, uh, for, I, I'm not a Jamal Agnew fan this week. Um, the only thing I, I question about the running back situation in San Francisco is they just, they do so much and they use so many different options that yes, the running back usually is the person who touches the ball most, um, but they, you know, they run the sweeps. They throw Debo Samuel back there. Um, so it just, it just kind of scares me, even if uh, Elijah Mitchell is out. And, but, okay, uh, I'm curious. How many touches did I, – I don't have access to it. How many touches did Mitchell have and Wilson? I'm Mitchell, curious. Ha- right, Mitchell right, had to have had a ton. 
Mitchell had last week against Rams, he had 27 attempts. And how many did Wilson have? Wilson, I think he had like seven. He had 10. ten. So, no, and I, then Debo Samuel still had like six. So it doesn't matter. It's just they're a running offense. That's what they no, I, I No, I understand that. But I'm just saying like if it just depends on who's back there. I, I don't know. I just get kind of scared of like scared for that position, um, especially when there's not a dominant running back back there. Um, but I mean, Debo Samuel at 7,800, I know he's banged up. Um, and, but he, he's literally besides Kittle, the only other person on that team that touches the ball. I you get is starting to get involved. Uh, he had four targets last week. He went from seven, eight to four. So he regressed last week against the Rams. Yeah, I but heard, they were playing. Way I know. Ahead. I know they were, but I'm just saying like, this is going to be the same game script where they're me playing ahead for the most part. So if you're going to play receiving option besides Kittle, I have interest in Debo Samuel because he also runs the ball as well. But those, that's the only really place I have um, 49ers defense as well. I'd play um, their 3,700 um, Jaguars are good for at least one or two turnovers. So that being said, that's all, that's all I got for that. Yep. All right. On to a game that I absolutely love the options for. We got green Bay headed into Minnesota, take on the Vikings interdivision matchup. Uh, Corey, why don't you start us off on this one? I mean, it, so I read a stat yesterday, which I was very surprised about, or I heard um, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have not combined for 60 points in fantasy this entire year, which is very surprising considering if Devontae Adams is having a good game, usually means Aaron Rodgers is doing pretty well too. Um, <laughs> has to be. I, I just, it's, it's very weird, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers at 7K, um, I think this is a point where, you know, he wasn't fully healthy last week. He was coming off COVID. He had a hurt toe that he stubbed in his backyard doing, uh, you know, fake two-minute drills like Russell Wilson was. But um, I, I like Aaron Rodgers at 7K if you're going to be paying up for a quarterback. And I know it uses like a quarter of your salary to stack him with Devontae Adams, but it's a game stack that I don't – it's so pricey that people maybe will stay away from – um, and with Aaron Jones being out, who they relied pretty heavily in the short, you know, uh, short Dylan, Dylan's such a great backup, though. No, I, I know he is, but he's not Aaron Jones. I mean, so he might be better than Aaron Jones. He, I don't, well, it's, it's next man up running back position, doesn't matter. Next man up. It, well, okay, well, it does matter. In some he is a great backup, though. On top, but, yeah, he's he's a great play, but DraftKings has him priced up to uh, 6,200. So I think people are going to be, I think he's going to be maybe the highest owned player on the slate. Yeah, he will be. He will and be. The thing is though, the, uh, the green Bay's defense is right now in the top 10 um, for overall defenses. And they're, they're, they're playing a lot better than, you know, the opening game a couple weeks, they were, you know, kind of struggling, but they've put it together. So I'm afraid to play uh, Dalvin cook this week, especially at 8,200. I think there's just, I understand he touches the ball a lot, but I think there's just better plays above and below him. Um, but if you're so, I'm I'm just this is just kind of asking you how you're building. So if you're so is Rogers going to be one of your more higher owned running quarterbacks this week? Yeah. So so you're going to be playing Adams, but you you're going to want a bring back. So who's going to be your bring back? In that game? Um, I think it, it's been bad the last couple of weeks, um, but. You know, Adam Thielen is still getting a lot of targets, and he's 6,600, and um, 
uh, what's his name is what is Jefferson Jefferson? Yeah, he's really he's in the eight thousand. Yeah. yeah. So I I think you play. I like Thielen um, to bring it back. I think there's just gonna be a you know pretty high you know I say high scoring. I mean like like thirty to twenty something like that. But I think the the uh, Vikings are gonna be playing from behind and they're gonna be score points fast. So I like Thielen. Thielen gets a lot of red zone looks too from Kirk. Yeah. Tons. Well, Corey, I just want to say that if, if that's your hill that you're going to stand on this week in tournaments, you're going to have a lot of leverage because, like Alex said, A.J. Dillon will most likely be the highest owned, or at least it depends on how, you know, this COVID stuff breaks late and stuff. But as of now, he's going to be one of the highest owned running backs on the slate, and people are going to avoid Rodgers because of that. Like you said, the stack is expensive. So yeah, that's it's it's a definitely a great tournament option. I think I'm not going to personally be on on Rodgers. I just like some other quarterbacks more, but it's a really good leverage spot. I, I won't deny that it's such a good. It's one of the best leverage spots on the slate because if Dylan has a bad game, it's probably because Rodgers and Adams are going crazy or something. So it, it's a good spot. And, and yeah, if you had to bring it back, I think Thielen. I think Jefferson is going to be really really low owned because no one's going to be wanting to pay that price for Jefferson like a Rogers Adams Jefferson game stack is going to be incredibly low owned incredibly so low owned. it's so hard to get to anyone else so it, it is so and that's why I'm fine like your Thielen bring back is great too because the price has gotten a little crazy between those two the differential and Thielen will still be low owned I think so mm-hmm. you know it's, it's still a, a good little a really good low owned tournament game stack I think but personally, I'm going to be on. I'm going to be playing more Dylan uh, this week, and that's really my only. And of course, Adams. I, I'm going to have some Adams because it's Devonta Adams. So, yeah, that's kind of where I think I'm at in that game. Oh, da- Dalvin Cooks. All right, Packers. Their you know run defense isn't that great, so I do like some Dalvin as well. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the Rodgers Devontae stack here. I think you get a lot of options running it back with someone on the Vikings. I mean, any of those top three guys, Jefferson is probably going to be a little bit tough to fit into that lineup after you've got Rodgers and Devontae in there. Um, so I do like the Thielen run back here. But last time the Packers played the Vikings last year, Rodgers went for 364 yards, four touchdowns. Devontae had 156 yards and two touchdowns. So I absolutely love that stack this week. And like you're saying, PB, even more to it, it's going to get you a lot of leverage um, given the higher price. But I think if I had to bank on two guys at that high of a price hitting their ceiling, it's those two guys in this game. I have another one, but we'll get there. And and it's weird because I'm I'm on a little more of the chalk than I think you guys would. Which we'll get to that game. You probably know what game it is, but yeah, that's kind of I'm going to be living there more. Nick, you got anything from this game? I think we covered it. There's nothing I completely oppose. So let's move on. Um, one more one more thing. If I understand, <clears throat> if this this over unders, I think up near the 50 mark um so if you don't think adams is the play or you just want to fade adams i mean the next highest receiver for the packers is 
Cobb and then Lazard. Lazard's I MVS. I don't, I forgot about mentioning. That. I think MVS is a really good because he's the tournament player, right? Because he yeah. catches the long ones. Yeah, he's thirty seven hundred, but I think he's just he's yeah. after his injury. He's kind of just lost his his snap count to Randall Cobb. As much as I know, Cobb is the short receiving uh, play, but I mean, if you if you don't want to go the Adams route, I think you could maybe get away with playing one of those three. I don't know which one it would be. Um, but yeah, MVS at 3,700 to catch a couple of deep balls and a touchdown. We've seen him do it before. Uh, just something to look at. All right. Moving on to another stinker or expected stinker, Baltimore Ravens coming to Chi town, taking on the bears and what's shaping up to be probably some, uh, bad weather here as well. looks like the Midwest is just going to be getting rain all weekend. Um, I will start this one off just with a sleeper pick. I think Cole Komet at 3.4K at the tight end position um, is a great value play. Ravens are, at least on DraftKings, ranked 25th against tight ends, and Komet has been seeing over the last four games over five targets apiece. Justin Fields obviously likes to throw to him. Rookie quarterback, um, you know, if the Bears do get into the red zone once or twice, uh, quarterback to, to a big target, a big tight end. I like a lot. Um, David Montgomery coming back this game too. Uh, I could see them, you know, getting him the ball, feeding him, force feeding him. Um, so I like that play as well. Nick, you got anything on the Ravens or the bears here? I think, uh, Darnell Mooney has had a quietly good year. I think he's probably priced pretty nice around 5,200, but if it's going to be raining, I do like that Cole Komet play. Um, kind of interested to see how Marquise Brown's injury pans out this week because he's, he's always not, a fun one. He's not carrying an injury tag into this week. He also has a bad matchup this week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be a slow ground and pound type of game, so just not one that I'm going to include a lot with uh, some of these DFS plays. Yeah, I mean – you know, we talk about big tight ends and, the, you know, the Bears in the red zone. I mean, Jimmy Graham, <laughs> no, I'm, oh, I'm kidding. It was a joke. It was a joke. Chill out. Um, definitely not Jimmy Graham. Um, <laughs> did, it, did anyone else see today uh, Lev Bell hashtag his uh, Twitter bro- profile to wash basically everything that anyone said about him bad? He changed his Twitter profile and then he goes, Did I leave anything else out? <laughs> he's uh, he's yeah. salty as hell. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can't really rely on any running back in the Baltimore backfield right now. It's like the retirement home of uh, running backs just to <laughs> go there. Um, you know, I, the only really thing that interests me, I didn't know there's going to be bad weather, but um, Rashad Bateman at 4,500 has been since he's come back from injury last four games, six targets, six targets, eight targets, eight targets. Um, and he's, it's not like he's like not doing anything with those, you know, passes. He hasn't gotten the end zone yet um, this entire year. Um, so I do like him at 4,500. It's just, if the weather is going to be bad, I don't, I don't, I, I still don't think Lamar Jackson is that good of a passer to, you know, I, he gets, he makes plays, he extends plays, which, helps his receivers. So that's something I'd maybe look at. Um, I think he's overtaken uh, Sammy Watkins position. Sammy Watkins is down to 4K. Um, 
but yeah, I, I like the Bateman play. I like the Colmet play or Cole Komet. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't like paying up for um, Lamar Jackson, especially if the over under is what is like 42. Yeah. So, it's real yeah, it just, 45. yeah. It's just, it's just too low. It's just not a really good game to attack in this bad weather. Yeah. I uh, think on the Ravens side, it's Bateman or, and uh, Ravens defense. So those are the two Ravens plays I like. I think Marquise Brown has the worst matchup uh, against Jalen Johnson. And then Bateman is just really cheap uh, yeah. for, for being the wide receiver too there. And yeah, but this is a game like the Ravens love to run the ball. The Bears love to run the ball. Like this game could be one of the quickest games. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I hope people play Lamar because I think he's a bad play. Uh, and then on the Bears side, Nobody, I guess Cole Komet would be the best play on the Bears, in my opinion, because, I, yeah, the Ravens do give it up to the tight end quite a bit. Uh, and Cole Komet is very cheap. He's kind of the other cheapy tight end that uh, I was talking about with Troutman. So do you do you think Allen Robinson is the most pissed off person in the city? Of oh, it's crazy. I, can't, I, I, I love playing Robinson in, in DFS, too, and I just. I won't do it. He's on a contract Jay. here, right? Yeah, they, they yeah. tagged him this year, and he wanted to be traded, and they didn't trade oh, him. him. Just he's gone. Terrible. They should. They definitely should have gotten something for him because he's not re-signing with the Chicago Bears next year, and he's oh. he's cheaper than Mooney. I mean, he's forty nine hundred. Terrible, he, and I can't do it as long as Justin Fields is his quarterback. I won't play him. Yeah. Although, congratulations, Alex. Uh, Justin Fields is no longer the lowest uh, QBR in the league. It's now Jared Goff. He's moving his way on up. But, uh, As it should be. Yeah. I think we got uh, three good games to wrap up this, yep. this, this session today. Play. I'm really excited about this next one and, and my favorite running back of the week and Joe Mixon. Uh, I, I think he is the perfect player for that Raiders defense who applies a lot of pressure. We know the, the Bengals have trouble with their offensive line, too, so I think there's going to be a ton of checkdowns to him. So I, I actually just – I really like him playing a lot of receiver-type roles this game. So really excited to play him. I think Waller could be a fun one. Um, you know, he's kind of the centerpiece of that offense, and at 6,100, I like what Patrick was saying earlier, pay for the tight ends this week. So um, those are my two favorite plays. Yeah, you know what? If the games that we've seen Joe Burrow do very well in are the games that they keep him upright. And we're not sure because, you know, the Raiders are really good at putting pressure on the quarterback with their two defensive ends who are probably top 10 in the league at what they do. Yeah. Um, but if, if you, like, if we, when you do DFS, you have to, you know, we've talked about before, you have to create a scenario and just think what's going to happen and just play off that, not off like the, you know, the numbers next to the teams. Um, so Joe Burrow at 6,600 is an interesting play um, just for the fact that, you know, when he does well, I mean, he does very well. Um, and, you know, Jamar Chase is up at 7,200. I think, I mean, obviously he's the favorite target there, but I think you can almost bring it back, you know, and play the tight end uh, CJ Uzma um, like 3,500 and the Raiders are one of the worst teams against defending the tight end. We saw Travis Kelsey. I know Travis Kelsey didn't go for 
you know, the two touchdowns or whatever it is, but he did well. He did well. He was, he was always open in the middle of the field. Um, so I like that play as well. Um, if you are going to play a receiver for the Bengals, I mean, T Higgins at 54, Tyler Boyd at 48, you got some options there. Um, they both are averaging at least 10 points when they are playing and they're healthy. So it's just, it's just a matter of like where, what you think the, the game's going to go. So I like those two plays. It's really hard not to play Jamar Chase. I, yeah. I find myself every week wanting to play him, but exactly what you're saying, I think Burrow's going to need a little bit of time, and I just don't think this is the game for it. So yep, I like that mixing call, but it, it's so hard not to play him. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly like my – Nick kind of said exactly what I was going to say in regards to this game. I think – Mixon, like you would think like a D-line, O-line mismatch, you wouldn't want to play the running back. But because Mixon gets involved, I think he's in play this week because you'll see Burrow just wanting to check down to him a ton, which is also why I don't like Jamar Chase this week. You know, I, I've loved Jamar Chase this entire year, but Joe Burrow just is not going to have as much time. Uh, he's not going to have a, a clean pocket that often to throw downfield to Chase. And so T Higgins is going to be my favorite receiver play for, for the Bengals. I think he's way too cheap for the opportunity he gets way too cheap. Uh, he's one of my favorite receiver plays. And on the Raiders side, uh, Waller is the only, uh, yeah, probably Waller is the only Raider I'd consider. And he's kind of a, a tournament leverage because people are going to pick play Kelsey this week and people are going to play Kittle this week and he's right in between them and he's going to go overlooked uh, also because he hasn't had some big games people are going to go through his game logs and see he hasn't really done much so he, he'll be the lowest owned expensive tight end if you're looking for like a big leverage spot at that position um and and Uzoma on the other side I, I like that call from Corey he, the Raiders are terrible against tight ends. It's how they, they don't give up like these big 20 plus yard plays, uh, which is why I'm not playing chase, but Uzoma is, and also same reason why we're playing Mixon is he's going to want to get rid of the ball quicker and he's really cheap. So it sounds I, I like guess, we've I all concluded I like that the, the short pass is going to win this week for fantasy on the Bengal side. So out of Uzoma, T Higgins and, and Mixon, like who do we think is going to come out ahead? Yeah. Cause you kind of do like, you know what I mean? Like we it, all it also in a dome. Thing. Remember that I love dome games, which, but it's just, this matchup is interesting to me because if the Raiders, cause it could just, they all could just be bad plays if the Raiders do really get to them. And this is just a complete, like, yeah. it, you know, Raiders. I, that's why I'm still going to sprinkle in some Raiders defense because that that's going to be my bigger hedge if the Raiders do well, because I think the Raiders could have a defensive touchdown, which is what you want. If, if it goes the Raiders way, I think it's because they they could get a few or at least one defensive touchdown. So I, I don't mind having some Raiders defense in your pool. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys pretty much covered it all there. <laughs> um, moving on to the uh, second game in the afternoon slate, we've got Arizona going into Seattle. Um Kyler Murray trending in the right direction here. He was back at practice today in a limited fashion. Um, I'm going to just start this off here with my lock of the week at running back. James Conner, I think, is in an absolute smash spot here. Seattle sucks against the run. 
Um, and even if Kyler plays, I don't think that you're going to see much of him scrambling, running around the pocket. They're going to do their best to protect him, running a lot of play action, you know, dump offs, handing the ball off. And uh, for that reason, I mean, James Conner's top 10 back in the league right now, fantasy wise. Um, Most I, touchdowns, right? Yep. Yeah. Most touchdowns. I think this is a, a great spot to play him. What do you guys think? I oh, yeah. He's an amazing play. Mm hmm. They they somehow didn't price him up after last week, and I know he didn't have a he, he didn't have a huge game or anything, but he still did all right. Yeah. And they I think they actually made him a hundred cheaper or something. It's it's and now he's in a much better spot than he was against the Panthers, who actually have a pretty solid defense uh, against the run. Yeah, James Conner again. This is why I'm playing three running backs this week. You just have you know Wilson, James Conner, AJ Dillon, the the Chubb. All these expense. There's so many good running back plays again this week. So, yeah, what do we think is going to happen with the the DK Metcalf situation? We saw him really frustrated then the last game, getting in a fight. Do we think uh, Russ is going to be fine? Like Russ, forget looking his way. Yeah, I mean Packers defense is really good. It was freezing cold. He's coming off that finger. Uh, Yeah. I think it'll be all fine. Yeah, Lockett and, and Metcalf had the most unrealized air yards last week. Like the amount of air yards they got compared to their production was the most. And, and that's what you, when you're, when you're looking at like who to play, you want to look at like players that got a ton of air yards that didn't. And that's why I've been on like Robbie Anderson. He gets so many air yards and he just doesn't do anything yeah. with it. I think but, Lockett, I mean, Tyler yeah. Lockett owners and fantasy this year have to be so frustrated with the guy. He's only put up three games with over 10 points, given they were in the 20s. Like he's he's like the ultimate boomer bust play. And at six thousand, it's just so risky. Like, but he, that's he's, why he's a he's you know, always a good tournament play because he can yeah. have a 40 point game. He's, he's, it, it feels like bait to me at this point. It's just like, oh, you want Lockett to nah. explode. This those are the, player, those are the yes, players yeah. you look for. You know, it's tough. This is so, I, I, I said this yesterday. This was my lock of the week. I think this is a smash spot for the, um, the Seahawks. They're at home. It's The conditions look like they're going to be pretty – they're going to be decent. It's not going to be bad weather like it was in Green Bay. And I think – that team is probably pretty pissed about the performance. They, you know, they put up DK was pissed off. He was, you know, trying to start, start fights last week. But I think, you know, we always see that those couple games a year where Lockett and Wilson connect for like two or three deep balls a game. Yeah. And I think this is the the spot. Um, I like the, the stack of Russell Wilson at 6,500 at home is pretty crazy. I know he's, you know, he's come off the, fin- the finger injury, but I, at home, he's a different player. He's comfortable. They just always seem to be playing a lot better. And I love Tyler Lockett at 6K. I think it's a great spot to move away from DK. Um, so those are probably, besides my Aaron Rodgers and Adam stack, this is a cheaper stack that I like just as much. Um, and I think it's it's a really good spot for both of them. Yeah, I you know, James Conner on the Cardinal side is probably the only Cardinal I like. Mm-hmm. I guess if Hopkins is out again and, and, and only if Kyler is back the, and especially since he won't run it as much, I guess Christian Kirk being so cheap, I would have interest in, uh, but that's it on the Cardinals and on the Seahawks. I know you don't like Metcalf, but 
I, I always prefer Metcalf to Lockett because of his talent, but I, I still like them both because they both have the potential to break a slate. And like we said, we we were all in the Seahawks yesterday. Think they win this game. Uh, Russ is so only yeah. sixty five hundred bucks. Like that's yeah, that's pretty I, I cheap for him, him too. I mean, I don't trust him enough to play him as my QB in lineups, but. I want to at least grab a piece of like one of Lockett or Metcalf as like a one. Cause like I can see Metcalf or Lockett having a ceiling game without Russ getting there. Uh, but I just like some of these other quarterbacks a bit more for their ceiling. And we still yeah, haven't I, talked about them yet. I think you called out last week, PB, that uh, Lockett does better in man to man heavy defenses. Yeah. Do we know what I don't know Cardinals which typically play? Can anyone look that up? Because I, yeah, yeah it, Metcalf has shredded zone this year and Lockett shredded man. They have, I saw, I thought I saw a stat where it said each of them had like a perfect passer rating, like, or yeah. like when Russ targets them in that coverage. I thought that was a really fun fact. I, I'm going to keep, keep, uh, keep an eye on that through the end of this year. Uh, <laughs> it's like one of those good little nuggets we could, uh, we could win some good money on. So, well, we'll look that up. Um, I don't know who said, I think it was Alex said last week, Gerald Everett as a play, he went eight for eight, 63 yards. Um, I understand his checkdowns and it's kind of, I mean, he's only 3,100. Uh, he could be looked at in the red zone a couple of times. I, it, I think it's a, it's a, someone that you could play um, as a cheap, you know, tight end play with, you know, most of the good tight ends being up, you know, over 6,500. It's a, it's a decent look to uh, maybe, throw them into a couple lineups as well with with to add your point on that i think that's a type of play you would only do in a russ wilson lineup because you would because it's rare that you have met you wouldn't stack like russ with metcalf and Lockett really uh so you you would do like a russ metcalf everett stack but i don't i don't think i'd play everett as like a one-off play no 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 no. i i I think you'd include him in your stack if you play them do we uh, uh, get clarification on the zoner man? Does anyone have that? Uh, Alex, Alex I no. back and forth. No, I couldn't find it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's not. It's just. It's you know. It probably is not a thing that will continue. That it's just an interesting. Uh, it's a mix. Yeah. In zone. They I'm just excited. Good. We saved the best game for last. Yep. Best game. Oh, so is this the last Cowboys. game? Is this the last one? Yeah, Cowboys I think you could probably play any player in this game and have a nice day. Yeah. All right, uh, it's, <laughs> it's really yeah. hard to pick between him. Um, but I, I think I like CeeDee Lamb a lot. Zeke's kind of interesting too, but I think they're just going to have to pass a lot. Edwards Hilaire is back. I think you should definitely fade that. It's pretty risky. Um, Mari Cooper is still in the disrespectful range of 6,200. Um, so I think that's always intriguing too. Alex, what, what's your plays from this? Uh, I think both QBs are in great positions. I know that uh, they're a little more expensive here, not quite at the top of the, the list, but Mahomes at 7.6K and Dak at 7.2K. I mean, both could go for 350 and three touchdowns very easily. Um, and I also do like, uh, if you do play Dak stacking that with Amari, I think the, like similar to the Rogers Devante stack, um, you know, you're going to have a, a hard time stacking Dak and CD. So I think, um, 
if you're going to do that, I would look at Amari a little bit more here. But uh, I honestly think that you're probably going to be okay playing pretty much any of the top guys, top names on this in this game. Yeah, where it gets dicey is when you get below. I mean, literally, you go from so for all players, you go from the next. So Dame Williams is the cheapest, or I guess Clyde Edwards Solaire at 5,200. He's not going to play probably. Okay, no, I'm just saying, like, below that, you have some pretty good pump plays um, on each team that do get volume, and it's – I'm not sure which one to play. Uh, So the two ones would be Michael Gallup, and then at 4,200 for Michael Gallup, and then at 4,000, you get McCold Hardman. Um, It's – what? I'm not – I was saying I was going to go into McCold Hardman because I think he's a terrible play. He's a terrible play. Like I was going to say, like, he, you see his snap share, how much it declined last game. There, the Byron Pringle's playing ahead of him now. Yeah. Byron Pringle. Yeah. Yes, he's playing ahead of like Hardman has not played well all year. He just he's not the guy that they wanted him to be, and they yeah they reduced his snap share like heavily. He, okay, heavily. so then okay, so then Byron Pringle at thirty four hundred. Yeah, he's a better play than. So I'm just saying like. If you weren't going to say your idea going to Sunday when you're making your lineups or whatever you do is like, okay, I, to win money, I'm thinking that, you know, this Dallas Cowboys chiefs game is going to be probably the most owned players across the board. If you were to like not play, you know, anyone top tier and out of like the four bottom tier, you know, players, which one would you play? Would you play Gallup? Would you play Pringle? Would you play, you know, Dalton Schultz at 4,600, like, no. what, what's the player that you would be looking at to play? Probably Gallup. Yeah, it would be probably Gallup. <clears throat> he would probably be the best cheap option uh, in that game. Just because, I mean, we saw him the first game back from, from his, from being out. I mean, he was already super involved and, and Gallup is one of the most underrated receivers in the league. He, he's a, he's incredible. And going in this, this game, like this is my game right here. So whenever, is this going to be a game that I know you're talking about Rodgers and Wilson? Like, are you trying to play the quarterbacks of this game or are you trying to find the pieces that go off and not play the quarterbacks? Where are you? What's your stance? So on this? I, the thing I want, like, I really don't want to, I mean, I do want to play this game, but in the sense of like trying to be, different different is not to touch this game and go elsewhere um so i was looking at more playing the punt play just to get a little bit of pieces in this game because you do with like we said earlier the over under is 55 and a half um there's been numerous cases in this like where that when that total has been the total for every like 100 games whatever it is it's gone under in the majority of them um, I'm not saying that they're not going to like get close to that because I think each offense and has the you know the potential to, but I think with the Chiefs secondary being a little bit more suspect than the Cowboys, I think I'd be more inclined to play Gallup and then just stay away from everyone else. Like just kind of saying like, like I'm just trying to like getting in your head. You're basically saying like if Tyreek and Kelsey both maybe get like 90 something yards and a touchdown, but they don't quite but because they're so expensive they don't pay off their price tag and then Mahomes is super expensive he doesn't pay off his price tag none of them like get there in a tournament yeah. that's mm-hmm. like yeah. I mean yeah that that 
from a tournament mind, like that's that's a fine way to play it. But personally, <laughs> I think this this game is just yeah. going to be a track meet, like just back and forth all game long. I think, and I rarely like overs at that level, at like fifty six, and I and I still would I lean over in this spot, and that's rare for me to say. And I'm considering I'm considering doing this, and I did it last week. You know, I had some other quarterbacks in the playing in the player pool, and then an hour before I was like, who am I kidding? Dak is the play today. And I locked him into all 150 lineups. I had, uh, you know, 75 lamb and 75 Amari. So I had a great, I ended up having a great week this last week because lamb had a great day. Uh, but I'm trying, but in this game, I'm going to, I'm considering, and I know I talked about Tyrod Taylor as like a cheap play, but I'm honestly considering playing 75 Mahomes lineup and 75 Dak lineups and just trying to mix and match like who I stack them with, like whether it's Mahomes, Daryl Williams, Tyreek, Mahomes, Daryl Williams, Kelsey, Mahomes, Pringle, Tyreek. Like I'm going to try to get as many combinations as I can. And I'm always going to bring it back from, so if I play Mahomes, Daryl Williams, Tyreek, for example, I'm always going to get a Cowboy in there. And if I play a double stack on the Cowboys, I'm always going to get Chief in there. And that's, uh, that is honestly, I'm debating that being my strategy this week. And, and I think that's what I have to do because I, it, because this will be the highest owned game on the entire slate. Right. So yeah. I have to leverage myself by playing way more than everybody else. I can't just, you know, sprinkle in some other quarterbacks that I like and play this game because I'm not gaining leverage on the field. I have to go so far over the field that I have so many different combinations that I'm actually leveraging the field by playing way more of these guys than everyone else. So from like a game I hope theory, it's not an under. Oh yeah. If it's, <laughs> I, I'm willing like that you have to like accept that on this type yeah. of stuff. Like if, if Dak didn't get there last week, you know, I had a hundred, that's all I had. So I would have, but because he went off, you know, that I had a really, I had a $1,500 week last week. So it was, a, it was, a, you know, that's what you kind of sacrifice. You somehow sometimes have really bad weeks. Like I had two weeks ago, but that's how I'm going to leverage this game. I, I can't even tell you who I think is like the best play. Like, I think they're all great. And so I just have to mix and match everything. Yeah. Nick, Nick, did you have any nuggets or anything you wanted to share about this game? I know we kind of took over and, yeah, I, <laughs> no, I started it off. I mean, I think you can't miss on this one. So, yeah. Well, I, here's I here's like what I will say. If you don't play quarterbacks in, but... in this game, you need to – like, if, Corey, if you're playing Rodgers and Russ, you, I think you have to get a player from this game. No, I, I don't no, think I, you I totally full agree. fade it. No, no, I wasn't going to full fade it. I, like I said, okay. but then so that's my, that was my question of, like, if you had to like, you know, just grab one, I mean, it's like we just said, you don't know what, where this game is going to go, especially if you think it's a track me. I mean, this could be the, the chiefs Rams game from like two, three years ago, prime time where it's like 56, 54. And it's just like anyone you played was a good play. And it's like, you can't go wrong. Um, one, one other thing is um, I was just, I just was clicking through on the chief side. Um, I, I know he's not who he used to be, but Andy Reid did say that he expressed to Josh Gordon that it's only a matter of time to lock out <laughs> a member of the offense. When I, did I, he I, say this? He said this uh, yesterday. He said 
He goes, it's a matter of time and just express it's a matter of time before this whiteout is a productive member of the offense. Reed also suggested Gordon needs to remain patient, but this opportunity is supposed to be on his way. Gordon did log a season high 32 snaps against the Raiders on Sunday. I mean, he only has one catch on the year. I Mahomes has thrown to him a couple times. In I'll the have two Gordon lineups. I'll tell you that right now. If, if he actually said that, I will make sure to at least have a couple. Yeah. So I can't. I'm not going to play this game, and then Gordon's the one that goes off. And I'm like, I played all these lineups, and I didn't have one of the pieces yeah. that went off. Like, I, mean, I can't do that to myself. There was there was a reason why they brought him in. I mean, obviously they needed some help at. How old is he now? He's 32. So I mean, he he's definitely up there, but he's still like I mean, he, he definitely doesn't have the game the game wear on his body of a thirty two year old. So no, he definitely doesn't. So I mean, yeah. if just, they, just they, not the lungs. Teams don't bring in players of like his caliber just to like have him sit on the bench. I know they probably give him a minimum salary, whatever it might be, because you don't trust the guy. But it is interesting to think like, okay, he's been with the team for like five weeks, six weeks now. And they've been slowly kind of getting him in there. So just something to look at if, you know, if you do play a showdown slate, which I think I always play at least one showdown slate on Sunday during the day, I think this is the game to do it. Um, there's just a lot of options that can go into that. So just be careful, like, who you play at captain because. I think you got to put a Josh Gordon captain lineup in there. <laughs> that, I mean, if you're talking showdown, this could be one of those games. We see it in the higher totals where – you you want to use cl- probably closer to a lot of your salary yeah. or and you, you either punt with a $200 play or you use a, a cheap captain because you want to fit in a ton of studs yeah. like that's kind of w- those higher total but for the people that don't play Mahomes and Dak uh, I think your best leverage is the running backs because the, the pass catchers are going to be high owned with the people that play the quarterbacks. So your best leverage spots are going to be the running backs. And then like, yeah, like Pringle and Gallup, I guess. For All like right. the non- Just so players. everyone knows, Josh Gordon is a $300 captain. <laughs> yeah, he's 200. He's the yeah, he's cheap. All right, let's, uh, let's get into our, uh, our best, our locks. Uh, like, not our locks, just our favorite play. At yeah, each position. favorite plays at each position. Yeah. Um, okay, so starting at quarterback, I'm gonna take Rogers. PB take Rogers. I'm gonna take Mahomes. Um, I'm gonna take Nick. Wait, did Nick say anything? No. I'll take Dak. Dak. I'll take Wilson. Okay. I, I like Rogers, but I'll be different from and I'll go Wilson. Wilson, okay. Running back, uh Nick, who you got? Give me um I'm just gonna steal one of yours, James Conner. <laughs> yep, yep, that was mine as well. PB? Uh, I'll probably go – I'll have to go A.J. Dillon here. I want to say Jonathan Taylor just for my heart, and I think he's the best running back in the league right now uh, in terms of, st- you know, stats. But I'm going to go Chubb at 7,800. I think he's probably the best best play. Corey, run it back at wide receiver here. Uh, wide receiver um, – um let's go with uh man he caught me off guard uh i'm gonna say Thielen just because i i like to bring back in his price tag i'll go that same game on the other side i'll go with Devonte. bb uh man i feel like going with dylan and now i feel like i'm the chalkiest one on here but 
I think Tyreek is in such an amazing spot. Uh, I'm going to go Tyreek. Yeah, I'm really tempted to stack someone with with Dak, but I'm going to come out of left field with uh, Robbie Anderson. That <laughs> was out of left field. Cam Newton, you're on the Cam Newton train. Sure am. All right. Okay. Finishing it up at tight end. I said this earlier, give me Kittle all day. Nick, who you got? Um, I like I like that we all agreed on the game script for that Cincinnati game. So give me Uzoma. Corey, uh, I'm going to go a little different here. I don't think we really touched on him, but Jasicki at 5,200. Um, I think he's a nice play, especially under, you know, all the top tier plays. And a nice and goose egg last week there. <laughs> I won't be completely chalky here, so I'll give my favorite sleeper tight end, and that's Adam Troutman going against the Eagles. Nice. All right. Let's get in. Now we're building. Um, I'm pretty sure this lineup did not cash last week. Let me just double check it really quick. Um, yeah, we may, maybe we should do that. Bring up the lineup from the previous week. If yeah, you, but yeah. Alex won't be able to bring it up though. Actually. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to. Okay. Well, let's just let's just get into get into this one. So, who who feels confident with their quarterback? I do. Who you want? Give me Dak. All right, put Dak in there. Right. Okay, who's next? Uh, I'll take James Conner here. Corey? Um, we're going to need someone low here. So give me – give me. are we going running back right now? Or I'm going to go – Anywhere, go anything. I'm going to receive – give me Give me Bateman here at 4,500. All right, PB. Uh, well, we're stacking Dak, so we're going Amari. Nope. Nick. Um, how much is Nick Chubb? Seventy-eight. Mm. Do we like him or Mixon? That's you. Give me too. Nick Chubb. <laughs> Jesus, all right. Uh, forty-five hundred per person. Uh, yes. go to the defense. Let's just see what defense we can throw in there. Or is yeah, there a I think we running back get... that we really liked. Uh, I'm not tied to Nick Chubb. He's kind of too much. No, I think well, he's. I don't know. Honestly, the the Texans at 2K. I, I'm gonna have some of them like against Tennessee. They're in Tennessee, though. That's the only issue. But I, I don't mind. I don't mind right. the Texans at all. Let's do Texans. All right, so that gives us 5,400 per position. Um. We need a tight end. Do we – let's go with uh, C.J. Uzma. Okay. Um, I'm going to – is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, we're, we have to – if we're playing Dak, we're not not getting a chief. So – You said Pringle. Do we I'm do a go, Josh Gordon or a Pringle maybe? No, no. Let's get I, – I, I'm debating between – how much – if we put Tyreek in there, how much do we have left? 45. Okay. And if we put Daryl Williams, because I, I like Daryl Williams quite a bit, and it's lever it's leverage off of Mahomes teams. That's yeah, 73, 7.3. So what can we fit at receiver with 73? Uh Kelsey. Do you think Daryl Williams is the we're, right we're play at the receiver? Edwards Hilaire's back. We, we have one receiver Jamar. spot for seventy three hundred left. Jamar Hollywood. Scary Terry, DK, Thielen. Ooh, DK. Oh, man. 
maybe we could we could now we have more to spend on defense so we could pretty much get any of these 6k's because I, I we said we didn't really like brown and chase that much so yeah. maybe we can get one of the seattle receivers what if we did lock it i'm fine with lock it 33 so we can get up to oh we could get that browns chubb correlation against the yeah against the lions what do we think here? So we got Dak, like Connor, Nick Chubb, Shot Bateman, Cooper, Lockett, Azuma, Daryl Williams, Browns defense against those stingy Lions. I like it. I don't mind it. Um, I will say I, I did find the lineup from last week. Um, well, we had to make a late sub. Um, so I just went into my own, you know, my own mind and I put someone in for Julio at the same price. Um, which was oh, Cole Julio Beasley. probably would have gone off too. I know it was, it was it was Cole Beasley who didn't do anything, but that lineup that we had put up ninety six uh, points. So yeah, it's terrible. It, it was not it was not a good day for uh, our lineup. The Browns. Yeah, put, hopefully one of these lineups that we make like there's not actually any people that get ruled out where it changes everything. I mean, percent weeks, right? What? What? That is back to back weeks, like we had. Was it two? Yeah, back to back weeks, multiple people like go down. We had a, someone like changed it just last second. It wasn't yeah. even our lineup. Yeah. So, but hopefully next week we do a little bit better in uh, in that category. But um, yeah, I think that uh, that wraps it up for us. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Uh, hope you guys have a good DFS week, and we'll see you guys next week for week twelve. Please. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, forgot. Like and subscribe. Yes. Helps out the channel. Yes. All right. See you guys.